Blog Talk Radio. Girls can wear jeans and cut their hair short. Wear shirts and boots, because it's okay to be a boy. But for a boy to look like a girl is degrading. Because you think that being a girl is degrading. But secretly, you'd love to know what it's like, wouldn't you? What it feels like for a girl.
ready to rock. Here we go. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Welcome to Keep It Magic, everybody. This is a place where you're going to find every excuse to make your life magical. I'm Jackie Smith, uh, founder of Coventry Creations, a little bit magic myself. And I am here with Storm Sestavani, um, our man of mystery, our man of the mystique, our man of of the uh, esoteric arts, Storm Sestavani. Allah. That was so esoteric, wasn't it? <laughs> so we have um, another great show for you guys. We're going to talk about needs, getting our needs met, and what all that entails. We're talking about it from an astrological point of view today. We talked about it from more of a magical, spiritual point of view. And we're going to keep going and, and talking about your wants, your needs, all the different things from there. and. And uh, see where see where it takes us, because you know we always take uh, the long road when we're talking about keep it magic here. So just take a moment to visit our favorite favorite candle store. I wonder why, and also the sponsor of our show, Coventry Creations. Whatever your need, whatever your issue, whatever your want, we have a candle for that. Whether it's love, money, protection. Staying cool. Okay, I don't have a candle for that. But I have a candle for being cool. Yeah, that's not ever going to work, by the way. I have a candle for being cool. We did have somebody crab at us because um, when I said we're in summer production at Coventry, yeah. that means that we actually have a shorter production day strictly because, well, it's not as much, many candles are sold in the summer, but um, it's hot. And yeah. i got to make sure my staff is safe and, don't get, and they do not get overheated. Yeah. And so somebody was yelling at me going, why don't I provide air conditioning for my staff? And I started laughing, and I said, it's trying to like to air conditioning a blast furnace. Those two things just don't go together. Yeah. So we actually get here really early in the morning during the summer. So if, What time? Um, seven. Seven oh. or eight. Um, actually, when it gets really hot, I did have a staff member several years ago when it was really hot. She would get here at five in the morning. Oh, Lord. And, and then she would leave really early, too, and go to her central air-conditioned home and nap. And I love it. But to reach Storm off the air, you can go to PsychicFriendsNow.com. Or no, actually, Storm Sestavani. They go to the same place. They go to the same place. StormSestavani.com or PsychicFriendsNow.com. And um, you can like him on Facebook, and which is, which are you using in Facebook? Astro Gossip. Astro Gossip, still the same. I have older notes, so all of a sudden I was doubting my notes. But if you want to book a reading with Storm, you might want to do it now. He's getting very booked up. Yeah. I have a privilege of having um, a couple of phone meetings a week with him, so I always have it. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me to get a reading for you. I can't do it. I don't have that much pull. To reach me off the air, you can go to CoventryCreations.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter at Jackie Smith. That's Jackie with an I. 
um, or Coventry Creations on Facebook and Twitter. And um, if you want to book a reading with me, you might want to get on that because I'm booking myself up with all kinds of trouble. (laughs) 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 Uh, Although I don't do readings all day, every day, 12 hours a day like Storm does, I, I still do magic every day, all day, 12 hours a day, unlike Storm. So our show website is keepitmagic.com. Just remember that one, keepitmagic.com. You'll find articles from Storm and myself and our archives for our show. You can also find the archives for Keep It Magic on iTunes, on Blog Talk, and now, now on the amazing Stitcher, stitcher.com. Yeah. And I, we're in such good company over at Stitcher. I know, I know. It's amazing. I, I, that was a a hard, painstaking task that I went through, because Jackie don't have time to do this stuff, um, <laughs> for us to get on Stitcher. But, yeah, I'm kind of glad that we did. I am, too. And you know what? Actually, I'm a little hooked on Stitcher right now. I listen to it when I'm when it's not too hot, and I'm actually working in the garden. I haven't had working. time. No, you don't. You have a different kind of too busy. Yeah. And thank God I hit you just in that right moment where you could do that. Yeah. It was like between a couple of things. So. <laughs> so we played we played what it feels like for a girl from Glee, from the Glee soundtrack in honor of Mr. Corey Montes, who has passed away this past weekend. Um, he lost the battle with his spiritual addiction or his spiritual his addiction issues. Yeah. Um, Which is actually a, a spiritual issue, I think. I agree with you. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And it's it's interesting. I think it's very interesting. We had some big things happen over the weekend. We had, and I'm sorry if I bring it up and I'm not going to make you crazy, but the Trayvon Martin trial, actually the George Zimmerman trial, um, and he was found not guilty, and there is huge, it's a deafening uproar. I can't believe they shut down a whole freeway um, in, is it L.A.? No, they're in Florida. Florida, the Florida, the protests in Florida shut down the entire freeway. Um, no, I think it was an L.A. freeway that there was protests after that. You know what? I should check my facts before I say something on the air, shouldn't I? Yeah. Um, or just say that a freeway somewhere was shut down. A freeway somewhere was shut down from the <laughs> protesters in, in March. And and then, you know, uh, Corey Montes. And, um, and for some reason, um, what what is it? Uh, Sharknado was very important this past week. What I don't even was, know what that is. Sharknado is a movie that was on a budget cable station. Okay. And and it was a tornado that hit a gathering of sharks in the ocean and picked up all the sharks in the tornado and started spitting them out at people in on the coastal town. I think I'd rather <laughs> read a book. And for some reason, Sharknado hit all of the news stations. There was nothing going on other than um, the Zimmerman trial. And then, um, so this is what all the news stations were talking about, is Sharknado. I personally was ashamed. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it went from in, in one, I got to watch like five minutes of news, okay, on a couple of days. And I just had it on, I was actually flipping to find out the weather because we're having uh, a heat wave on the East Coast right now. Um, in Michigan too, yeah. And uh, so I was just checking to see what the temperature was. And I turned on to one station and one day it was Zimmerman TV. The next day it was Glee TV. That fast. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Better story. So, That's I guess what <laughs> Better story. So this, is, is, this is, to me, I'm not surprised that Zimmerman got off with, with a negative three weeks and with Mercury being ret- retrograde. Mercury is in retrograde in Cancer, correct? Yes. 
And so that's a very emotional sign. Yes. That really challenges our our visions of of connection to the universe. Tell me tell me a little bit more about Mercury. I don't think that it has anything to do with the visions of the connection of the universe, or it would be okay. an Aquarius. Okay. Um, what Cancer what Cancer has to do with straight on its face, if we were to serve it up on a platter, is home, family, our roots, um, uh, our connection to that which we've come from. So racial issues, things of that nature can definitely come up during um, a Mercury retrograde in Cancer because that has to do with our roots. Um, Mercury, whenever it is retrograde, makes us go back and revisit basically what our ideas or what our beliefs are or what our circumstances Mm -hmm. are in regards to that particular sign. So it's going to kind of dredge up all of that particular um, uh, idealism. So people are going to be dealing with um, what is going on in their house, um, food issues, possibly um, uh, emotional issues. Um, they're going to be dealing with um, tribal-based issues, which is basically what's going on with the Zimmerman. And also because of the fact that you know, in, in, it's kind of interesting that I went on last week over and over and over and over because it is my particular strong belief, Jackie. Um, if the issues of early childhood are not resolved, you will never get your needs matched. And I think that that I think that the issue with Corey Amantias um, uh, is definitely a particular circumstance in which um, you know he was never able to resolve those very very early issues, which led him to addiction, which is a whole different other kind of mother figure. Okay, right. um, but it is still a mother figure nonetheless. Um, I find it I find it really interesting that this is because with a negative three weeks, it's if you know the tree of life. The Sephra of Bina yeah. um, is the mother. Yes, is the ultimate mother, and in the negative three weeks, that energy goes straight from Bina and goes directly to Malkut, which is our existence on the world, and bypasses the whole process, all the rest of the um, Sephras on the Tree of Life. Yes, which if I get this right, and you can give me an A for effort, um, if I get this right, is that the reason why you want the process is because it helps you integrate this energy into all of your life. When you don't go through the process, when it goes directly into your root or directly into your life, it's it's too much. It it's is like, too much. And that is, you know, in the Bible, it's very, very specific, Jackie. It's like trying to drink too. water from the fire hose. You're going to drown yourself. <laughs> yeah, but here's the other thing. If you go back and you read some things out of, uh, out of the Bible, you'll read some very crazy stuff like, if your eye offends the pluck it out. Basically, what that has to do with, those particular types of sayings have to do with is the particular cause and effect principle without a process. Mm-hmm. So basically, when you've removed the process and now you have instantaneous cause and effect, okay, when your eye of fantasy, pluck it, pluck it out. When you spoke too big of a doobie, you're going to probably die. Mm-hmm. You know, if you inject a little bit of heroin, it may not go well, um, right. uh, especially if you're dealing with it as an overarching spiritual issue. If you, if like you pass, yeah. If you pass too broad of a law, then there's no way that when somebody takes advantage of that or, or misinterprets it or whatever, they can be convicted. Exactly. So... So here's my you want, you want my experience. I told you I was going to tell sure. you my experience on the air of, of the negative three weeks. So you're right. It's been about family. It's also been the mix of Mercury retrograde in there. So it's been about, and by the way, do those always coincide? No. 
We just get a double dose. We're just special this year. Uh, okay. For the next 20 years, we get a double dose. Nice. So um, it's been very family-oriented, very food-oriented with me. We talk about the, on the show all the time that I have some different childhood issues and some food issues that I've been dealing with my entire life, my entire life. And so my daughter, who's our you know family archivist, she's very fascinated with history, which her moon and her Capricorn and her moon and Capricorn Mm-hmm. Make make that make sense, but um, she wants to document everything. She wants to make sure we don't lose our our past, and so she I found a big box of pictures at my parents' apartment that or the house that they're clearing out that they were about to leave behind. So I snatched them up, and my daughter's been scanning them in, and she asked for my help in editing them. So she was doing some scanning, I was doing some editing, and it was picture after picture after picture of me as a young girl in my childhood, mm-hmm. and. A lot of people, when they see pictures of their childhood, they kind of go, I remember that day. You remember that? Because usually pictures are taken in happy events, right? Mm-hmm. Birthday parties or you're at the park or whatever. The, the pictures are not in your crappiest moments. They're usually in your best moments. And I, at my reaction to every one of the pictures was very negative mm-hmm. because I remembered what my mom said to me, and it was usually something shitty. Mm-hmm. And I saw this picture of myself and three of my friends getting ready to go trick-or-treating, and I dressed myself up as a punk rocker. i got to get it on my Facebook so you can see it. You will laugh. You're just, you will laugh. And it's, I was a poor, poor punk rocker, just so you know. But, you know, when you're 13, 12, yeah. you don't really know how to do it. Um, I remember how excited I was about this costume. I remember I found all the pieces at resale shops because my mom didn't believe in making costumes or buying you costumes. You could be a paper bag for all you care. By the time I was around, there was lots of costumes that she made for my siblings. But I was number eight, so she's kind of tired. And (laughs) I'm going trick-or-treating with my friends, and we all meet at my house. The first, the only time we all met at my house, usually I go to somebody else's house, but I convinced myself to meet, all my friends to meet at my house, and we would go trick-or-treating in my neighborhood. It was one of the last years I did. And um, the negative response from my mom towards me and all my friends was something I completely blocked out. And I saw this picture and I remembered it all. She berated me on being the fat girl going out with the other fat girls trick-or-treating and how ridiculous we looked. She um, berated me when I got back and took my candy away from me going, you can't eat that. You're just going to get fatter. I mean... It was just the the whole the whole thing, and I completely forgot about that until I until I saw that picture and so, and then there's a picture of me at a fair with them and every one of these pictures that I'm with my mother, my face is miserable. Yeah, my face is miserable, and I forgot about all these things. And I got to tell you, this was not a positive reaction coming out of me. I had to take a break from doing this, and I just kind of. Went in the other room and got a big glass of water. I didn't even make alcohol. I didn't even make a drink. I just got some water, da da and And I'm like, you know what? This is the negative three weeks. This is mercury retrograde and cancer. This is what this is all about. This is why I said yes to helping my daughter do this, not knowing what I was getting myself into. This yeah. is This is what I have to work on. I thought I was done with all this, and I discovered I was not. I don't know if we're ever done with all of it. So it was realizing that, um, and I said, I, I don't want to remember that, meaning I don't 
it's as I remember I want to remember the event. I had a great time with my friends going trick or treating. Yeah. I had, you know, there's times when I had a good time. Um what I remember want to want to remember is that and I'm having a hard time doing that. So, I started dreaming about it last night um pretty heavily. And then when I woke up woke up this morning, I was feeling really oppressed. It's different. It's depressed is more of an internal thing. I was feeling really oppressed. And and I just stopped and I I literally just asked for guidance. I asked for help. I asked for the these negative angels to be removed from me, this negative energy to, to be removed from me because I I I don't want to live in that anymore. And well, Mercury retrograde in Cancer Jackie will provide you the opportunity to clear out that sewage system. Um yeah. So basically, you know, what may be going on in that particular circumstance is that the event, this archival event that your daughter is going through, may be a lot less um, about her trying to document everything Mm -hmm. um, and more about you healing these particular painful issues um, uh, that you thought that you may have dealt with. But here is the thing also. I don't know if you're ever, ever fully capable of dealing with those particular issues. Um, I think that there are certain wounds um, that cannot be healed. I don't care how much people try to heal them. It's not possible for them to be healed. Um, And I'm sure the metaphysicians are typing the email to me now. Um, uh, (laughs) But um, uh, I do believe that a lot of these particular issues that are not healable are acceptable and possibly accept it, you know, where we can begin to accept something um, of that particular nature that basically then we can begin to start to get on with it. Yeah, it may not have been the perfect childhood, and uh, mother may have been messed up, and, mm-hmm. you know, she may have been critical and um, um, mentally abusive, okay? But staying stuck in that now is not going to do anybody any bit of good, okay? No, so not- accepting it and moving forward is probably the only thing one can do. Absolutely, and that's exactly what I wanted to do. But I just wanted to say yeah. that this was something that it said, knowing, understanding that we're at, coming into the tail end of the negative three weeks, which ends on the 21st, and Mercury goes direct on the 20th, so it kind of goes hand in hand there. I, I, instead of getting stuck in that, I went, I get this. I get what's going on. And the 20th is the most negative day of the year. Awesome. So, um, uh, you know, be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) And just so you know, the 20th is a Saturday. Yeah. So that's Patty's birthday day. (laughs) Mm, Poor Patty. I know, but we're going to have, I'll protect her. Get a store cake. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Or make the cake a couple days early. Yeah. But I just, you know, I didn't want to belabor that. I just wanted to say, yeah, this this can be quite um, a big deal. This can be um, so. So if you have the big issues coming up, take a breath. Just just take a moment and take a breath and go. Yup, that's what that's the message. That's what's time. That's the next layer. That's the next key. That's the next layer to clear, so you can get a clearer connection with the divine. Mm-hmm. So, which then kind of segues segues into the whole thing that we're doing in July, which is getting your needs met. And that, and we're doing this um, while Mercury's in retrograde and we're doing this whole thing on purpose. There's a reason why we're doing getting your needs met right now in July. Because that's really, um, those childhood issues are can be the thing that stops you from being able to get your needs met in a healthy mm-hmm. way. 
And you talk about that quite a bit, and then we're also going to talk about the um, where, where your moon sign is. So um, if you – we're going to talk about your moon, what sign your moon is in in your chart, and this is really important part to understanding how you go about getting your needs met or how you block yourself from getting your needs met. <clears throat> so you can go to stormsestivani.com. If you don't have your astrological chart, you can go to stormsestivani.com, and then there is a link right on the front page, correct? Yes. And what is the link called? I forget. It's uh, the astrology link at the top. Well, that would make sense, complete. <laughs> that you would go to the astrology link, and then there's a way to get uh, your free chart. Yes. So go ahead, um, and if you're listening in the archives, you can still do that. Go to stormsestivani.com and click on the astrology link, and then you can get your free chart from there. And you can also listen to the show. We're probably going to split the the what sign your moon is in into two different shows because um, we have a lot to do and we always run over. So we're going to deal with fire and earth signs um, in today's show and see how far we can get. We can zoom through them. But Storm, talk about how what sign your moon is in um, is is the way you get your needs met. The moon. In in the horoscope reflects basically the best way for me to define it, which I defined it this way in the, the blog, is our basic ground, um, meaning what we need in order to feel fulfilled. And it gives us the particular food and nourishment that we need in order to face life, um, which is different than the sun because the sun is more... Um, an evolving journey that takes the course of a lifetime. You evolve into the sun, um, uh, and not. Uh, but you're innately your moon when you're born. Okay, so you already have the moon already. The moment that you're born, you evolve into your sun. So a lot of times, what you will see, Jackie, especially through the first part of somebody's life until they hit about their Saturn return, oftentimes that they will express a lot of the negative characteristics of their sun sign. Um, uh, you know, that somebody will be a bitchy or demanding or um, a waffler or egocentric or um, a spendthrift or uh, materially possessed. You'll hear all of these things that say, and they'll say, oh, yeah, that makes sense because they're a Taurus. You know, it, it almost becomes like the astrological sign is now an insult. Um, <laughs> but basically, the moon sign seems to reflect more of how an individual incarnates onto the planet because it has to do with coming out of mother's womb. Um, now, I put in the blog post also that it is the psychic food that we receive at birth, okay? So there is, and what I mean by psychic food is that there is an innate expectation of what the particular food that we're going to receive is. And the expectation is based upon the sign that the moon is in, um, which we we will get through. Um, uh, so basically, you know, you have the moon. The sign. So the moon is um, the baby. The mm-hmm. sign is the food that the baby is going to eat, and also the expectation of what the food that the baby is going to eat. And it's synchronistic because it seems to happen the same way. That what it is that you get and what it is that you expect are the same thing. So in many ways, it's your love language, so to speak. Yeah, yeah because... You know how there's different love languages, so this is your, your language of how you are trying to communicate your needs and then the filter you're using to um, get your needs met or or that your expectations are. That's what your expectations are. 
Um, basically, um, uh, I, I think that, that you're right. I think that it's both. Okay. Interesting. I, I just bought Love Language's book. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so let's start with, we we have a couple minutes before break. Do you think we could do um, start? We won't get through Aries <laughs> in two <laughs> minutes. So go to a break. All right, so let's take a break. And then we'll start with Aries on the other side of the break. So everybody, stay tuned. Do not go away. Take this moment to look up your chart and get ready to be dazzled. And and to actually, I shouldn't say that, to really get another level of understanding of your own self. So check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. Get your horoscope from StormSestivani.com, and we will be right back. Do not, I say do not walk away.
welcome back to Keep It Magic. This is Jackie Smith, and I'm here with the multi-talented, very mystic, very amazing Storm Sestavani. And we're going to talk about where your moon sign is. So you need to show your natural moon. (laughs) (laughs) If you break out and it makes you feel like a natural woman, I am hanging up the phone. (laughs) Well, usually I say don't show your natural moon. You'll have to do the rest of the show with Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever is that's calling me from the same area code of my parents. (laughs) It just freaked me out just a little bit. Whoever you are on on calling, and I'm sure you're listening from the – from the host line, and um, I, your number came up. It's the same area code as my parents. I was saying, oh, shit. <laughs> but you're not. I looked up your number. It's not in my It's not in my phone, so I'm safe. So <laughs> let's go with the moon sign. So, again, this is the sign, not your sun sign, but this is your moon sign, which is the whole, all of the signs in your astrological chart Talk about the different personalities, the different challenges in life. And this is the moon. And the moon is what talks to us about our needs, how we naturally, instinctively get our needs met. Now, it does mean other things. The moon also is how we express our emotions and our relationship with our mothers. Okay, but I kind of, you know, in the article that is on stormsestavani.com, I kind of tailored it more towards needs than anything else. Yeah, and and actually, so if if you're listening and you we went through this a little too fast, we got notes, we got handouts. Go to stormsestavani dot com and you will and you'll be able to get get your hand out. Okay, so Moon and Aries. Um. Well, first of all, let me let me say first of all that I divided this into segments where I didn't with Venus, um, and I divided it into the elements because I think that there's aspects of the elements on their own that have, um, uh, in, in which their needs are similar. For example, fire, um, which is what Aries is a fire sign, mm-hmm. um, is concerned about the future, it's concerned about potential, it's intuitive in regards to the perspective that it is, um, the now is not really all that's important to it, it's what can be. Um, and fire has a knack towards um, moving in the particular direction that uh, that it can be rather than the now. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, that there is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's mythological. Um, you know, the fire signs are the ones that, you know, you know as children are, um, you know, watching the television and they want to be Papa Smurf. Um, uh, you know, and that they want to grow up to be Papa Smurf. It has to do with the imagination and creativity and all these other things. So when you when you think of the three fire signs, okay, there's auto, there's automatically a need to see the world through the lens of creative potential rather than through practicality. Okay. Okay. Now, with the moon in Aries, let's look at, at, at what Aries is. Um Aries is the first of the fire signs, and it it represents the beginning or the birth process of um, of life. Okay, so if you think about a child, Jackie, coming down the birth canal, okay, for the first time, um, you know it's coming down. Well, they aren't going to do it more than once, but um, uh, you know they're coming down the birth canal, and that there's some form of a particular expectation about life. So basically. The moment that it's come out and the umbilical cord is cut, okay, the birth process has become. This is now a separate individual on its own the moment that the birth cord um, is, is cut. So 
Aries having to do with that full potential of this newborn baby, okay, um, with nothing put on it yet, um, uh, you know, no expectations, nothing, um, you know, it's just come out of the womb. Um, Aries has to do with that very, very fertile, creative, potential um, uh, type of energy. Also, the thing with Aries is Aries likes to fight. It likes to battle. Okay. Um, so the moon in Aries, if it's not working correctly, can be extremely argumentative um, uh, and can be one of those um, uh, beehive pokers, you know, because they constantly have to have a battle. Um, and the reason that they have to have a battle is that it doesn't have to do with necessarily be, being antagonistic to someone else. It has to do with winning, and it has to do with feeling number one, and it has to do with feeling that one can achieve something. So basically, as this particular child is growing up with the moon in Aries, okay, um, uh, you know, what it is that that person needs in life is to basically to go out into the world and achieve something in a very, um, uh, uh, in a very, very dynamic, not tangible sort of way, but in a dynamic sort of way. Capricorn more wants needs to uh, achieve something in a tangible sort of way, but um, Aries needs it in that very, very. Uh, 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 in that way in which they can continue to go on and start moving to the next level and constantly challenging and moving themselves. and constantly, it's, it's a constant battle, basically, um, in regards to their own heads. Um, gotcha. and they have to up the game. Absolutely. So they have to up the game. Now, of course, because the fact that Aries is in this particular position in which it's very concerned about the self, um, and in fact, I call it the me, 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 um, uh, and if you ever, you know, talk to somebody with a heavy amount of errors, you start to wonder after a while if there's anybody else in their universe. Um, uh, but basically, oftentimes, they can disregard, their unbridled ambition, Jackie, can lead to a disregard for other people's feelings and opinions. Now, they don't purposely want to offend others, okay? Um, they don't purposely want to put other people off. They don't sit out and plan that in, in a calculating sort of way. They just kind of do it because self-understanding is much more important to their individual world, world than other people. Uh, and they, they can only get through that particular process in that particular battle. Gotcha. So in other words, for somebody with the moon in Aries, the battle with you, Jackie, actually does not have, has very, very little to do with you. It has more to do with them discovering something about themselves. Interesting. Okay. So, Moon and Leo. Um, is a difficult one because of the... Actually, it is the Moon and Leo that has an enormously bad reputation. Um, <laughs> more so than even the Sun and Leo. Um, uh, the Sun and Leo, for the most part, I find, even though that you will see... Um, you know, the descriptions of it being a showy extrovert. Every Leo that I have met, including myself, um, when they're on stage, they can be showy and flashy and glamorous, Jackie, but behind the scenes, um, they're more introverts. 
Um, uh, you know, they're more concerned with discovering, you know, answering questions like, who am I? What is my purpose in life? Um, where did I come from? What is my mission? Um, what is my broader, broader perspective? So it is more of the, the, the concern with, issue, with Leo, I think, is a very, very deep spiritual issue, um, much more than it is an egocentric issue. But when you take the moon and you put it in Leo, because Leo, because the moon has to do with emotions on one level, and you put it in Leo, this is where you get the dramatic flair and the dramatic expression and the need to be the center of attention and um, uh, uh, you know if, if somebody with the moon and Leo has to you know I put in the blog that if they have to sit in the green room they can get pretty depressed um, and persnickety um, but again what you have to ask yourself with all of this stuff because you can sit and you can look at these particular um, descriptions, Jackie, in, in astrological textbooks. But oftentimes I sit there and I gloss over, you know, the meaning to say, what the hell does this really even mean? You know, um, what does it mean that the moon in Leo is, is um, a showy extrovert that needs to be on stage? Okay. The word that I ended up looking up in the dictionary in order to um, – to work on the moon in Leo was appreciated because the moon in Leo needs to feel appreciated. And what does that mean? Well, it means to be recognized for one's whole worth. In other words, not just what it is that they're doing. The whole freaking package is basically what the moon in Leo wants to be um, recognized for. So it is, even though that the moon in Leo loves the stage and it loves the theatrics involved with, the, with their performance, on the inner level, it's just they want to be a truly understood and loved for being who they are in general. Um, again, of course, this can be rather annoying. <laughs> you know, especially if you're an earth sign. Um, uh, you know, you can get very, very easily annoyed by uh, 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 the moon and Leo because the earth signs are not concerned with potentials and possibilities. Um, but for the moon and Leo, um, being valued and being loved and being accepted and being appreciated is much more important than status and position. Um, and being acknowledged and having loyalty from others just for you being who you are, okay, is basically what nurtures them. It's basically what it is that they need. So, Moon and Leo, what your needs are is is, is that recognition. Yes. So, you know, if, if, so if you take that, Jackie, and you throw it into a child, okay, that is five years old, okay, and basically every time that this child does something that they're c completely ignored or, you know, that they're, they, this is the child that, you know, is going to do this ugly, hideous painting, okay, on a piece of paper, um, and it says, oh, Mommy, look what I've just done, and the mother looks at it and says, oh, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen, okay? That drawing is a representation for that Leo of themselves. Okay, so it is going to be that 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 move into that not feeling that one is appreciated, and that is basically what it is that um, uh, you know will kind of put that fire out for Leo, and as a result of it, that they may spend an entire lifetime of learning how to appreciate themselves before they can even get to their son. Interesting. Interesting. So that's that's how we meet the needs of the Leo. Yes. Or the meet Leo. So what about the Sagittarius? Um, this is a fun one. Um, first of all, Jupiter is the planet that rules Sagittarius, and Jupiter is likes to expand. It makes things larger than life. Um, uh, uh, and when the moon is in Sagittarius, it brings out 
all of the childish or childlike qualities of enthusiasm, imagination, creativity. Um, uh, you know, the world becomes this giant stage, basically. Um, and uh, uh, or how I put it in the blog is, you know, the world becomes a giant oyster, and Sagittarius is more than willing to take advantage of it. So basically, with the Moon and Sagittarius, they're going to view life as an adventure. Um, as long as you're looking at something that's going to continue to expand their mind, or it's something that, you know, um, if you think of Indiana Jones, okay, he's never going to be happy settling, at, you, you know, in a, um, uh, a flat on the, uh, on the east side of London, okay, with a couple of children. He's mm-hmm. going to want the next, the next adventure. So as long as there's an adventure or something that they can experience and something that thrills them and excites them and gives them larger meaning, the moon in Sagittarius is happy, okay? Um, uh, you know, that they, they literally live in that technicolor type of world. Um, but the difficulty is, is that oftentimes, um, if not enough ground or not enough stability is offered to the moon in Sagittarius, it can stay trapped in eternal childhood, and that can be very, very difficult on relationships as they, as they get older, um, uh, you know, because basically it is, uh, you know, and, you know, somebody that is an eternal youth, Jackie, who are they going to attract? The great mother. So it's basically going to be a woman that gets involved with a man that she has to take care of, and then 10 years later she, you know, has four children, and, you know, he's still running around trying to be Miss Jagger with a microphone, and, uh, you know, she's trying to get him to stay at home, and then she just becomes absolutely miserable. Um, but for the moon, the, what this moon needs, though, is adventure opportunities and the ability to expand their mind to their fullest potential. So imagine, Jackie, now we're back to that five-year-old child, which I will probably use all through this. Imagine you have this particular child sitting in front of you, moon and Sagittarius, and, um, you know, the father walks into the bedroom and says, why are you reading that fairy tale, that stupid nonsense, and it's not even real? Interesting, because um, I just double-checked Rebecca's church. Her moon is in Sag. Okay. And Phoenix's moon is in Capricorn. Yeah. So basically, you know, the real world for the moon in Sagittarius, okay, the real world of tangibility, the real world of um, uh, of uh, uh, rules and regulations of having to get bills paid and match, okay, if... It's that there, which actually this explains a lot, and I'll get into that in just a second. But um, basically with the moon in Sagittarius, if it's not a grand drama, it's not worth doing. Um, and if somebody shuts that off in them, they can feel extremely suffocated um, and it, it's extremely uh, uh, squelched. The other thing is they want to be involved in every activity underneath the sun. Yeah. Um, and basically because the moon in Sagittarius does have something to do with the mother. It's going to see mother as Sagittarian, okay? And the mother that is Sagittarian is too busy running off to her weekend seminars that she doesn't have time to be a mother. <laughs> um, we'll have to double-check her chart. I might have put it in wrong, too. <laughs> so, um, I'm not saying that just because of what you said. I'm just laughing, going, I just went, wait a minute, what's the date I put in there? i got to make sure. Well, it um, is. Um, I'll, I'll check and make sure on the break. Just uh, type it, type the... Uh, birthday to me in the in the uh-huh. box while I'm uh, babbling. But um, basically, you know, for that moon in Sagittarius, the issue with it is, and remember this with all of these moons, Jackie, their expectation of the food that they're going to get is Sagittarian, okay? So not only 
so the, the moment, say, for example, this is where Rebecca's moon is, okay? The issue and the difficulty with this is, is that immediately, okay, her experience with mother is that she's going to be like a child and she's not going to be responsible and she's going to be more concerned with flipping off and jet setting and flying here and flying there and going to weekend retreats and self-improvement seminars and all of the, these other things. But the hardcore mundane task of doing the laundry is not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so that's basically the perception automatically that they're going to have with they're going to have with the mother. Now, the mother, of course, they're also going to see the mother as generous and benevolent, and you know, usually you're not going to see somebody with the moon in Sagittarius, um, uh, you know, view mother in a sort of bad way unless she's got something like the moon in Sagittarius conjunct Pluto. Um, uh, you know, then you have a split because you have two different images going on at the same time. But basically, you know, with this particular circumstance, um, uh, you know, that that is the particular expectation. But the, the thing here that you have to foster as a parent, okay, now I have a parent um, in front of me, and like I said, this may not mean anything on the other break. I'll just say I was totally wrong, you know, this is the deal with Rebecca. But anybody else that has uh, a moon in Sagittarius child, what you have to do is foster that enthusiasm, that imagination, and that creativity at a very, very high level. Otherwise, they don't get the food that they need. True. And if you don't get the food that you need, you're going to constantly crave that in later life, and you don't get to your son, which in Rebecca's case, her son is that we know for a fact is in Capricorn. So if she doesn't get these particular needs met, she can never build that stability and that structure underneath her. And God forbid her husband, she gets married and has a husband. <laughs> So, okay, um, moon in Taurus. Um, let's let's do this, Jackie. Um, why don't you talk about these a little bit magically? Because now you've seen with fire that basically that the energy with all of them has to do with expectations towards the future. How would you remove, if say, for example, you know, you were a child with um, the, the moon in Leo that was born and that they never felt appreciated and they never felt loved and they never felt as though that they really mattered in the world. How would you work with this person magically? Um, it really would absolutely be about pulling in that um, self-celebration energy, like crown of glory or male energy is the sun or even the fire um, energy and will candle or that type of thing where where you're understanding your own value and your own self-worth. That's the way I would work with the, the moon and Leo if this was your challenge. Um, you know, and with with uh, with Aries, you know that they need to constantly be in battle to feel um, uh, important and to feel like that they ha- are making a mark on the world. Um, say, for example, that this okay. child doesn't have the battle. It's interesting. This is this is why I think this is really interesting because sometimes I wonder if this is my judgment, but somebody who always who doesn't feel um, their needs are met and, unless they have to fight for it. Um, I might use peace just to bring a little bit of balance into that, but if they really need to feel like they fought for something, mm-hmm. that they won something through their own efforts and their own personal battles, I might actually do road opener mm-hmm. or fiery wall of protection, something that makes them feel... Um, I might even do... Um, 
I was just thinking, um, this, for some reason, spell reversal kept popping into my head, or I have news. Something that says, okay, I've got to, I got to do a little struggle for this. It's not worth my while if I don't struggle for it a little bit and fight for it. So something that's gonna, or the passion candle, something that's gonna get your ire up just a little bit to say, I fought for this. And you know the reason why you're being a little bit more fetish for this one? Hmm. Is because your moon is in the opposite sign. Yes. Um, you know, so this very, very um, in-your-face needs to fight, needs um, uh, to have a challenge, needs to achieve something in any way possible, and doesn't really care who it walks over to get to the to the, to the end of the road, is a little bit anathema to the moon in Libra. Yes. So there's going to be a natural tendency for you to find kind of want to scratch that. <laughs> right. So that's why I'm saying, you know, then you need your you need the passion. So the fighting actually brings passion up. It makes yeah. you passionate about what you're doing. So you need to feel desire. Yeah. Without that desire, um, that's going to feed your feed the the push to get your needs fulfilled, that your needs met, I should say. Um, it's this feels like a little let down. Like, oh, you phoned it in. You, know, yeah. you didn't. Ha- you didn't have to struggle to get this for me, or I didn't have to scr- struggle for this. And you, you see, with with for me with this particular sign, how I would work with this individual, um, uh, uh, either in an astrological setting or a therapeutical setting, to work with them more in the aspect of trying to get to the roots where they figured out that they couldn't battle. Yeah. Um, that would be highly important for me in regards to figuring out where this went wrong. Um, uh, usually, and in most cases, okay, um, what I have seen with the moon in Aries, because there is the connection to the mother figure, um, nine times out of ten, especially if it has gone wrong, you will find a mother that is um, sun in Pisces, sun in Cancer, um, sun in Libra, um, or something of that nature, or has a general disposition for wanting a little bit too much harmony and a little bit too much balance, and we have to keep the peace at all, uh, you know, all together, so that the moon in Aries will, will actually grow up believing that fighting for something is wrong. Right. Interesting. Now, now the moon is Hatch. You know what I was thinking when you were talking? What? Lakshmi. Because Lakshmi is is very forward thinking. Lakshmi is very much about. I mean, there's that. There's a little bit of fantasy in what she brings to the to the table. But the other thing I was thinking about because because it, that Sagittarian idealism and and Lakshmi kind of helps you bring the ideal forward. Um, that you need someone who's going to. Um, I think you said be creative, like uh, fosters that creativity. Um, and that's that's a that's a very goddessy type energy. Or the other thing I kept thinking about was the was Green Man. Yeah. Um, the, because it's very primal, and it's even though it's not as much forward thinking, it's just that primal energy of creation itself, getting to some nuts and bolts. And those are the two energies. Did, um, what did you think about that? Um, if I was to work with this type of an individual, I would constantly. Um, and if it, if it was a block or there was a needs problem, um, Jackie, I would try to probably pull them back into childhood as best as I possibly could um, and get them to learn how to play and be um, enthusiastic and develop their particular imaginative skills. Um, so actually the lover pan candle or yeah. even Ganesh. Um, and basically get them to start to view life as an adventure again. 
mm-hmm. um, because that's basically what they need. Um, okay. uh, and, you know, if, if they had a job, say, for example, the moon in Sagittarius and they had a job as a bank teller, I would probably sit down and have a long conversation with them because I don't <laughs> think that they're going to get their needs met that way. Right, right. And then maybe they'll they'll get their fears met, but not necessarily their yeah. needs. <laughs> so let's take a break, yeah. and then we'll do the earth signs. And then next week we're going to do the air and the water signs. Yeah. So everybody's going to get a little love. But if you're, if you're not sure um, what your sign is, okay, of course go to stormsestivani.com and click on the astrology. It takes you to a free astrology chart. And, you know, feel free to look up your husband, your wife, your kids, your boss, your partner. <laughs> and But that's a great way to understand how you can um, get help them help understand their language that they're talking. So we will do not go away. Do not touch that dial. We're going to talk about uh, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn on the other side. And we will be right back. Just your hands Closed your eyes and trusted Just trusted Have you ever thrown A fistful of glitter in the air? Have you ever looked fear in the face? I just don't care It's only half past The point of no return The tip of the iceberg The sun before the burn The thunder before the lightning And the breath before the grace Have you ever felt this way?
We're in our final half hour in the home stretch, and it is 5 o'clock on the East Coast, and I think, what, 3 o'clock? 2 p.m. 2, 2 p.m. on the West Coast. Thanks. It's 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Yeah. Just saying. Um, and it's every hour in between, and the only one I missed was Central. Yeah, it's noon in Hawaii. So. <laughs> is it noon in Hawaii? Yeah. Awesome. They're just starting their day, and I'm ready to work. 10 p.m. in English. You know. <laughs> And it's happy hours somewhere. At 7 a.m. in Australia, you know, welcome to Keep It Magic. And, yeah, my happy hour is starting any second now. So, Keep It Magic with Jackie Smith, moi, and Storm Sestavani, boo. We. Um, <laughs> is on every Tuesday for this month at 4 p.m. We only have two more shows for this season. And then you're going to get us back in September. We're taking a break in August because everybody's too hot to listen to um, podcasts and radio shows. Um, so, uh, Although, it's us- strangely, during the summer, Jackie, we still have 10,000 people listening to our show, which is still... I know, I know. Our numbers are flipping. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. We started doing this show with 300 listeners two years ago. Yeah. So um, I remember going, oh, that's an okay number. <laughs> and... And we did set our goal for 10,000 listeners this year. Yes, and I believe I have to look here if you want to do um, to talk about our sponsor. Um, but I want to look here at one thing because I believe that we only need 15,000 more listeners to have doubled our goal of listens for this season. What was your goal of listens? Okay. 250. So we're going to get to half a million listens yeah. by the end of this year. Yeah. Okay, Probably the, the end word. of the show. <laughs> spread the word, kids. Spread the word. Yeah, spread the word. Share, share it with it. This is a great show. It's only going to get better, I tell you. It's only going to get better. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you have enjoyed this show, which I really hope you have, um, and do not want to miss another one, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can hit like on Blog Talk, and you'll be notified every time a show comes up. Or you can add us to your favorites on Stitcher. Um, you can also, just for the heck of it, go over to keepitmagic.com, and you'll find the archives there as well um, through through our blog talk link there. So if you're on the go, feel free to grab this show and any one of those things. And I believe even Blog Talk has a has a um, app. And you know, treadmill while you're walking on the treadmill, feeling inspired. You might want to listen to the show in parts because we are 90 minutes. 90 minutes of amazing magicalness, I tell you. 90 minutes of amazingness. So um, keepitmagic.com is where you can find articles by Storm and myself, as well as Coventry Creations, which is our sponsor, which is our favorite company, absolute favorite candle company, because we always have a candle for that. So, you ready? Yeah. You ready to start talking talking about some earth signs, um, earth signs in the moon? Again, let me start with earth in general. Earth is concerned with the real world. It's concerned with physicality. 
It's concerned with what is on your desk. It is concerned with how much money is in your bank. Um, uh, so all of the practical, dutiful, responsible sides of life is basically what the element of Earth is about. Okay. Now, the element of Earth is the shadow side of the element of fire, and the element of fire is the shadow side of um, the element of Earth. Um, they don't get along too well. Uh, the reason being is that their point of view and reference are totally at odds with each other, whereas um, uh, you know, fire is concerned about potential and possibilities. Earth could care less about that because you know, a bomb may blow up your house tomorrow. <laughs> so it's only, you know, concerned about in-the-moment type of reality. Um, uh, uh, and so you can begin to start to see, Jackie, if an individual that is concerned about in-the-moment type of reality is not given that in-the-moment type of reality food as they grow up, basically what can begin to start to happen. You know, um, poverty consciousness, um, uh, mm -hmm. fear of uh, lack, a fear of never having enough, um, fear of disorder, um, a fear of chaos. Um, uh, all of the things that the fire sign represents innately will become fears for Taurus, whereas the fears for fire is, oh, that damn bill that I have to pay every freaking month. <laughs> the fear um, for the fire is to be restricted too much, is to be to be anchored down a little bit too yeah, much. Yeah, you know that so, is that is their particular fear. In in a nutshell, we're talking about getting your needs met for fire. It needs to be very um, fiery, meaning yeah. that it's about um, um, attention or fighting or, or feeling that passion. Yeah. Or with that, that adrenaline fear. rush. Yeah. That adrenaline wash, or, or with Sagittarian feeling that's super creative and and um, um, where they learn something meaningful about life through it. Yeah, yeah. So when we get into meeting the needs of of the physical Earth signs, we're talking about security and um, feeling structure and organization and um, um, having personal needs met. Yes. Um, so let's. Which, Jackie, um, both of the men in your life have the moon in an earth sign, so this is going to get interesting. Um, <laughs> um, do you want to go to the moon in Taurus? Let's do it. Okay. Talk about it. Um, Give me the, the 411. All right. The, the sign of Taurus, the moon is exalted in, meaning that everything that Taurus represents, okay, the moon feels very, very comfortable. Right. Um, uh, since the moon reflects, uh, the way that we express our emotions and our security needs. Um, Taurus provides the particular stability and the structure that is necessary in order for that to basically get met, okay? So it's a kind of like, um, you know, a perfect fit in, in many ways. Even though the, the, the moon home sign is cancer, um, it's, um, exalt, it's exalted, in other words, held at a high status. It would be kind of like, the best way for me to describe it is, if the Queen of England was to come here and she stays at the White House, she doesn't get the room, you know, down, down at the end of the hall. She gets the Lincoln bedroom. Right. You know, and, you know, anything she wants is going to be brought up to her because she's exalted here. Um, same as if our president was to be at Buckingham Palace. Um, you know, because he has an exalted status in that particular country because of our relationship. You know, if he wants a chili, you know, a, a chili corn dog, someone is going to figure out how to make it for him. <laughs> um, you know, so basically, you know, that tells you that the moon's needs naturally may be a little bit more met in this particular sign. Now, um, 
everything with the Moon and Taurus has to be secure for them. They like secure foods. They love food, by the way. Moon and Taurus, you, they haven't found a sauce that they can dip something in yet. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so they like that comfort, cushiony, um, uh, you know, uh, even luxurious. I mean, it, it, it likes luxury, it, you know, because the luxury for them is not necessarily about having beautiful, nice things. It's about what it is that they have accumulated. And wealth for them is um, uh, means that they have value. Um, so basically, um, you get all of that particular type of stuff with the moon and Taurus. But also the, the main thing with them that I think is the most important, okay, is that um, the moon in uh, Taurus need, doesn't like change. It likes things very, very fixed, okay? So a five-year-old wants to be in the same house, in the same bedroom, with furniture arranged the same way, but it's the best damn furniture available. Yes. You know, it doesn't want any form of change. You know, once it has furnished its house, Jackie, that it's going to get the highest end furniture, the best, beautiful, most um, uh, luxurious, you know, the best bed you've ever seen that's cost $20,000, but it's going to have that bed forever. Right. Uh, because it doesn't, it doesn't like change. Unfortunately, <laughs> for the moving Taurus, okay, life changes. Um, and uh, oftentimes, if um, the early childhood is so abrupt, Jackie, and they don't get that sense of consistency, and basically, you know, say, for example, you have the child that ended up changing high schools 14 times, or ended up changing schools 14 times in 12 years, okay? Um, uh, it can provide and provoke an enormous amount of anxiety. Um, and, um, you know, Taurus is not a real spontaneous and or ambitious sign. Um, and oftentimes people will look at the moon in Taurus and it can feel a little bit weak and a little bit uninspiring because, you know, it's not reading um, A Course in Miracles. It could care less. It, you know, it's probably reading Paula Dean's cookbook. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, it's not, you know, and, and it's going to do it laying in their $20,000 bet. I, you know, I would totally go with the, with the earth candle and but but also the money drop candle just because uh, as far as like when you get need to have your needs met yeah um I, just because of the stability that comes with the earth candle but also the money part that that I'm going to have the enough money to survive on it but earth candle's the first one on that one yeah so you see just to add a, a little bit in this, because I think that this one is is a pretty important one, similar to the, the Leo one. Um, uh, say, for example, you have a child that is, the moon is in Taurus, but it is conjunct Uranus, okay, which would have happened, you know, 100 years ago, but still. Um, even look at it from that from that perspective, you know, it happened 100 years ago, and this was a child, Jackie, that was born during the Great Depression, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh uh, or during World War II, or during a particular period in which this child is going to perceive mother in some way as unavailable or erratic or ambivalent or not invested really in being a mother. Uh, that can be devastating for the moon and Taurus. And oftentimes when, when there's moon and Taurus issues, you know, oftentimes, you know, what I have to do with this particular client is really start to build them into a secure and stable life now um, and then begin to start to deal with these outer issues that are making them feel a little bit nervous and a little bit chaotic. Um, possibly, Jackie, what I would also do, 
magically if I was working with them, um, is I, I, I would agree with you. I think a lot of earth candles, a lot. Mhm. Yep. Just keep grounding it. Just keep, you know, that because when you when you don't feel stable, you can't do anything else. You're just very stuck on that on that yeah. survival mode. Yeah. All right. Moon and Virgo, are you ready for her? Christina, you have this one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Christina. Okay, the Moon and Virgo. Um. It reminds me of Florence Nightingale, first of all. Um, This is the moon that is going to go out of its way to help everybody all of the time, no matter what. It has to be in service. It has to be the one that, um, uh, you know, it sacrifices themselves, often in their own needs, for everybody else. Um, and, um, uh, you know, out of all of the lunar placements, um, this can be, this along with Pisces, can be extremely rough because oftentimes that they will suppress their own needs, Jackie, in favor of the needs of everybody else around them. Um, the moon in Virgo needs order and it needs ritual. It needs everything on a consistent day-to-day basis. It doesn't like change. It usually likes to get up early in the morning and go to bed at a normal, reasonable hour. It likes the same type of foods. It likes um, to brush its teeth at 6, 10 in the morning. Um, uh, you know, and it likes to pull down the down comforters at about 9.15 to warm things up. Um, it likes everything clean, everything in its proper place. Uh, chaos is, is hideous for them. You know, so... Um, uh, the issue with this, of course, people are going to get annoyed as hell with this. Um, the reason being is that a lot of times, you know, people don't want necessarily um, the help of other people, or they will find Moon and Virgo a little bit too anal retentive for their tastes. Uh, you know, and me, Jackie, I would like to pour like salt on the floor with them and watch them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, basically, uh, the one thing that you have to realize with the moon in Virgo is that it's not necessarily doing all of this helping um, in order to really be helpful. Um, it's it's not, more controlling. It's not necessarily. It is more to make sure that that chaos does not exist in the world, okay? And if you see the moon in Virgo, the reason it will help everybody else, it has more to do with keeping their life stable than it does the other person's life. That's inner balance if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Um, so basically, and because Virgo more so than anything else needs to function efficiently, um, uh, so this can be this can be a little bit rough because I think that it, uh, it invariably okay um, uh, the moon in Virgo may get involved with somebody Jackie that is a blood sucking freaking vampire okay um, and it's more than willing to take a, take advantage of um, all of their helpful kindful acts okay which sooner or later because of the fact that the reason that the moon in Virgo is doing this is really to keep their own world in order is going to make them exe- resentful bitter, and when the moon in Virgo gets bitter, it can be the most cutting sign that can find the one spot in your freaking life that's going to hurt you the most and zoom in on it like a bomb at Hiroshima. Um, you know, it can be um, extremely, uh, extremely brutal, but at the same time, with this particular uh, child, 
um, at five years old, if they don't have that particular functional efficiency um, in regards to their lives, it can be extremely disturbing for them. Right. Um, and it can be very, very difficult in regards to them going out into the world and achieving what it is that they want because they, they are constantly afraid that life is going to be chaotic and life is going to be some big, gigantic mess. Yep. It's, I, I still think intervalence, but I also think helping hand. Um, because it helped bring that imbalance too. I would tell you, I had a client of mine that had the moon in Virgo, and um, she had it conjunct Pluto, and um, she was an utter control freak that wanted to control everything and anybody around her. And consistently, Jackie, while I worked with her, I had to tell her, who died and made you God today? Right. And I had to sit and tell her when she would get in these very obsessive, this person is doing this and this person is doing that, I would tell her hand in front of your face. This is what you need to be focused on, you, 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 yep. you. And, um, you know, it literally, you know, when she, um, when, you know, the process actually started to work with her a little and she started to look at this, you know, she was a nurse. Great job for Moon and Virgo. Um, uh, you know, the healing profession would be a great place for them to navigate to. But she hated her, her job. She hated every freaking minute of it. And I told her, I said, well, what do you well, what do you really want to do with yourself? And she goes, you know, I would like to build textiles. And I was thinking to myself, God, that's freaking boring. But, um, uh, you, know, um, you know, she wanted to go into something like pottery and, um, you know, arts and crafts and things uh, of this other nature. Um, yet she felt as though that she needed the only thing that she needed to do, Jackie, was be in service to other people. That was the only thing that was going to keep her life sane. And she literally told me that. If I don't do this, then my life will not be sane. Yeah, that's that is it that is a maladjusted Moon and Virgo. Moon and Virgo. <laughs> yeah, really maladjusted. <laughs> so Moon and Capricorn. Um let's get to the good stuff here. And see I know you're you're trying to get it so you have the least amount of time to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um the moon in Capricorn is, first of all, it's in detriment, meaning that it's not real comfortable in this place. Um, the moon, the sign of Capricorn has a lot to do with accomplishment, commitment, and service, not necessarily to the service to other people, but service to the greater community as a whole. The moon in Capricorn is uncomfortable with having needs. <laughs> uh, yes, it's very uncomfortable with it because uh, the um, the difficulty with it is is that it's Saturn ruled. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Okay, so there's already a very very suspicious type of expectation in regards to needs. Okay, um, and you know if people approach somebody in a mo- that is a Moon in Capricorn with too much emotion. Um, uh, they will just tune out. I mean, if I get a client that just wants to sob for two hours, they don't need to call me. They need to call Jackie, okay, because I just will not. I will just be up front and say, I can't deal with it. I can help you practically build out your life. I can help you resolve this issue. I, it's very, very difficult for me to sit there for two hours with a waterfall. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be hilarious, us doing a tag team reading? Um, yeah, with 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 somebody with the moon in Pisces. No, thank you. You can have that by yourself. Um, and that's not saying it's yeah, the moon in Pisces calling me. Um, I, I was talking Libra. about the moon in Pisces, which is going to be the waterfall. Oh, um, okay. All right. Uh, so um, the moon in Capricorn with their needs, and they don't express their emotions. 
it's very, very difficult with Moon and Capricorn to really figure out how they feel about it until they turn into a water faucet themselves. Then you'll find out every feeling that has gone on since the beginning of time. Right. Um, and and um, for boys, it usually becomes anger. Yes. Um, uh, and it's not necessarily that the moon in Capricorn is unfeeling. It's that they're very, very sensitive to the needs of others. Mm-hmm. And because they're very, very sensitive to the needs of others, it guards itself from intense emotional um, sensitivity because of the responsibility, basically, that would come out of it. And also because of the fact that the moon in Capricorn will immediately deny their own gratification in, need for, in, in you know, for other people. It, it's just automatic. Um, so this is the hero. If you are a hero, you have moon in Capricorn. I don't necessarily know if I would call it the hero. I would put hero more in the fire signs because heroes like to battle something. The moon in Capricorn doesn't necessarily like to battle. The moon in Capricorn likes to do the job and likes to get it done and likes to be um, uh, uh, very um, practical because that's how they're going to build their accomplishments. They don't build their accomplishments like um, uh, like normal uh, individuals build accomplishments. They usually build their accomplishments, Jackie, by t- screwing it up for 20 years. And then they go, then something just clicks inside of them, and then they've done the the most brilliant thing anybody has ever seen. (laughs) So the five-year-old who has the moon in Capricorn, who's trying to get their needs met. Is usually going to feel unloved. Okay. Um, The reason being is that Capricorn, mother is usually very dutiful. And usually what I have seen with moon and Capricorn is that their experience of mother is her rushing around and taking care of the house and taking care of all of these things, not necessarily worrying about the children. And no matter how much she was going to worry about the children, they're not going to see it. They're not going to see it. And the mother could be sitting there worrying about the children all the time, okay? Um, and the reason that she may be, you know, doing the laundry every day and cooking all these meals and, um, you know, dusting and keeping the house tidy and, you know, going out and doing the grocery shopping and, uh, you know, um, doing all of these very, very practical-based things may exactly be for that child. Um, but the child isn't going to register it that, that way. The child is going to register it as, you don't love me, and ultimately the child is going to feel betrayed on some level by the mother. Or by anybody else who's responsible for me. Anybody that ends up in a mother role, mother role, like the wife. So what would you use? What what candle would you help some adult who, whose moon is in Well, I would tell them to read drama of the gift to child. <laughs> 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 Immediately by Alice Miller. Um, uh, I would probably sit down and talk to them about... Um, really attempting on some form of a level to begin to um, feel some form of inner sense of self-love rather than trying to find that outside of themselves. Because the moon in Capricorn is going to find that inner need through its social accomplishments and through its achievements and through its um, uh, uh, ability to go out and navigate through life. And it's easy for them to fall into things like approval addiction as a result of that. Um, uh, uh, and because of the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, the need to accomplish for Capricorn, even though that they may be approval addicted and all these other things, it's more important to them than other people's opinions. So they really don't, don't care what other people think about them on one level. On another level, they do care about it. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a, um, it's, it's a bit of a paradox, but they only care about other people's opinions if it affects their accomplishments. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Yep. I, I'm going with the heart candle here or the tranquil home from the hoodoo line. But the heart candle specifically. The tranquil home is one of my favorite candles. Oh, interesting. Um, um, I used it when I was going through my meltdown consistently. Oh, nice. Good job. Good answer. Good answer. But, yeah, it's because both of them are very similar in their energies, being that, that we're all working from the heart here and getting in touch with your feelings and healing that, that little broken heart. Yeah. Forgiving others for not being perfect. You know, exactly. And the other thing, Jackie, usually with the moon and Capricorn, and I've seen this 99% of the time, the childhood is usually very, very hard. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes and, and, you know, what so happens relative. with the moon and Capricorn is they're five, but they're expected to be 15. Right. And it's relative. It's relative yeah. to what, what is hard for, for your world. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, because <clears throat> you have to grow up too fast, et cetera. Yeah, so we've got we've got the fire signs and the earth signs, some little candles attached to them. And next week we get to do Jackie and Rebecca, and I believe Patty as well. Oh yeah, we got to look up Patty's moon sign as well and and analyze her. It's always fun when you've got somebody you know. Yeah. In the whole whole. Hookup. By the way, just to correct it, Jackie found out that Rebecca's moon is in Aquarius, and I think that she went to the cheat sheet. <laughs> I did. It looked, it looked at Moon and Aquarius. <laughs> I did go to the cheat sheet. I went to your went to your blog that you've already posted. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I went. Oh yeah, that's my kid. That's totally my kid right there. And um, I, you know what? You know what I did? Rookie mistake. I went to the free astro- astrological chart while we were talking. I forgot to put in the day of the month, so it's still on the first. Yeah. So if you were born on um, January 1st, 1997. Yes, the moon in Sagittarius. Congratulations. Yeah, the Sagittarius. Congratulations. <laughs> so, or January 23rd. I forget which what, what it was there because I was looking up a couple of them at the same time. But So I actually liked, I think that we may do this format a little bit more in the future um, with these. I think that splitting it up makes it feel a little bit less rushed. Yep, splitting up between two shows. We're not yeah. trying to tr- push through. And, you know, I know we've got a 90-minute show here, and sometimes it's hard to listen to, and you can just kind of speed through to the one you want to. But, again, remember, this is the people in your life, too. Yeah. This is the people that you meet when you're walking down your neighborhood street and, and that affect your, your spheres of influence. Yeah, it, it's, it's very important. I mean, Jackie, you know immediately now what it is that both your husband and I need. So, therefore, you can think, you know, if if you have to talk about something that may be difficult or may be hard or may be challenging or that they may be going through a rough time at the moment, you instantaneously know moon is in Capricorn. Right. What they need at this particular point is some form of a stability and some form of structure underneath them, and then they will probably take care of the rest of it on their own. Exactly. And you know what that means? We're out of time. Yeah. As always, we have a good time. As always, it always goes by so fast, and... Um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. I know I did. I love talking with Storm, and I love hearing all the stuff with you. So remember, to reach us off the air, you can go to keepitmagic.com, and please make sure you visit our sponsor. Grab one of those candles that we were talking about for getting your own needs met at coventrycreations.com. Like us up on Facebook on Keeping It Magic. Follow us. We're going to get a little more. We're going to get a little more something something going on in this next series, and we have two more shows for this year. This this season, and um, I want you to keep it magic. And what do they need to do, Storm? They need to keep it magic. And? They need to speak life. All right. You all have a great week, and we'll see you in about seven days.
feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable 